Hey everyone, so this is our second week in our Sinners or Saints series and we're talking about how we view ourselves uh, today. And do we see ourselves as mostly good um, with just a little bit of bad, we mess up here and there, or do we view ourselves as mostly bad or maybe even something worse, right? It's a question we have to ask of ourselves and only you can answer it, right? Um, so last week we talked about how God views us, how he has a high view of us, so much that he died for all of us so that we could be in relationship with him. And he wants to use us to be his priests, the people who go out and are um, in some ways like intermediaries, like telling people about who God is and what he's done for us and what his kingdom looks like and what life with him is and how it can be when we work together and we live with God as our forefront and not ourselves we get to tell that to other people and we get to tell them that there's a God who created everything, who loves them, who wants to, to heal them and show them his grace and compassion. And they don't have to beat themselves up and feel stuck and isolated, but that there's actually a family, a community, a kingdom of people who wants to do life along with them as we worship our creator who loves us enough to die for us, right? That's, that's what we get to do. That's how God views you, right? You are a priest. You're someone he wants to use to, to share that good news with everyone, right? Regardless of what you've done or what you think about yourself, that's what God thinks of you. You are priceless. The value of something is determined by the price that the owner is willing to pay for it, right? And what Jesus did shows us exactly the price God is willing to pay to say, I love you. <laughs> so, um, as we start talking about this idea of how you view yourself, right, there are two different ways to think about this. So we asked, what's the difference between self-esteem? So define self-esteem for yourself, what you think that is. And then what's the difference between self-esteem and identity? And we kind of came up with the idea that self-esteem is how you view yourself, the level of confidence you have in yourself, who you think you are, what you think you look like, your perceived goodness or badness, um, and your strengths and weaknesses, all of that as far as you understand it. And then we talked about how maybe identity is how other people view you, because sometimes they can see things that you can't see in yourself or you wouldn't often look for. Um, so your identity can be shaped by other people, by your friends, your family, your coworkers, um, all of these things shape who you think you are, right? And they can sometimes influence your self-esteem because you see that other people might view you in a way and that might either encourage you, inflate you, or deflate you depending on how much importance you put on that identity you get from other people. But if our self-esteem and identity are the things that drive us the most, um, we're going to be in trouble if we let ourselves pick it because we have good days and bad days and sometimes we have a long string of bad days where we like to blame ourselves for stuff or if our identity comes from other people it can be a dangerous road too because people could falsely inflate us or um, they could put us down because they have something to gain from it or just because they like to make other people feel bad right so how do we get to a healthy view of ourselves and how how does that influence the choices we make right our self-esteem and our identity they influence how you make decisions, what decisions you make, what you do, and why you make them. So, as we talked about before, all of that stuff about who Jesus, who God says you are, that's your identity. Let no one tell you anything different. Let no one else take away from that identity. 
let that be your baseline. And anything else they say, you can use that to change maybe some of your um, actions or or the way you, you deal with people. Like their constructive criticism is good. Even self, um, looking at yourself and evaluating yourself is a good, healthy thing to do. But if it is only done in a thing, you can get really out of balance really quick. But if your identity is solid, your foundation is built on Christ, um, as Jesus reminds us in, in Matthew 7, if our, if our identity is built on him, um, storm waters will not come and destroy our house. As if they're built on sand, which is what building your whole life around your self-esteem and identity is. So we asked another weird question out of this, uh, and it was, what does it take to be an Olympic athlete? Right? It takes a lot of dedication and time and training, and you pretty much just solely focus on that. But also, we realize that it takes a lot of uh, leaving things behind. There are certain things that you just can't do if you're going to be an Olympic athlete. Like, you can't go eat all the things you want to eat. There are some things that you can't do, like when people go party and do stuff. Like, that's not really your place if you actually want to achieve your goal of being the absolute best in this thing. Right? Now, you might not desire to be... An, at an Olympic level follower of Jesus. You're like, ah, I don't, that's not for me. I just like want to be like one of those guys who like, I don't want to be in the NBA. I want to go to the YMCA and just be able to like play some pickup games with people and, and roast them because I'm great, right? But that might not be what you're able to do if you still don't follow at least some of those principles of that Olympian or that NBA player who's trying to be the best because some things just don't turn you towards the outcome that you're looking for, right? Some things are not beneficial for you. You have to recognize that in life, right? And um, so this is kind of our idea where we think of ourselves as saints or sinners. Sometimes we think, well, I've done this bad stuff. Um, or God just wants me to be this. And being a saint is like this unattainable thing. And it's like this progression of based on what we do in our works. And that's not really what um, the Bible is teaching us. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we're looking at two different little pieces from it. In, in verse 12 of chapter 6, Paul says, you say, talking to this group of people, you say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything, he says. It's, just, it's okay to understand that you have the ability and freedom to make choices. Jesus gives that to us. We have freedom in Christ. We're no longer bound by the law. There aren't these curbs, like these hard things, like sending us in these guardrails, but it's a journey that is... Christ has opened wide, but you must know, Paul also writes, and Jesus talks about um, the things that we do will reap a harvest at some point, right? So if you sow seeds, um, different seeds do different things, and they might lead you to a place that you don't want um, in the end. Um, that's kind of Paul's idea of sin is is um, getting off course. Like if you're on a ship and you got off course, you might end up going to a harbor that you don't really want to be at. And it's not the place that you were trying to go to because you know that there's this good thing there waiting for you. You might miss that and have to go somewhere else because you've gotten off course um, is, is Paul's um, thought on that. So, And further on, he goes to say in chapter 6, verse 19 through 20 of 1 Corinthians, don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. So again, we're just kind of talking about the decisions we make. Are we honoring God with these things, right? Like the view of yourself, like we talked about before, affects your choices. Um, we watched a video, and I'll put up a link to it, of um, this 
this woman who's a Christian rapper and she's amazing. Her name is Jackie Hill Perry. And she just goes through this little thing where she talks about, if I could just stop sinning, then I could be holy. And it's this idea that it's all based on us and what we do and not actually based on what Christ does. That's why we do the gospel acrostic every week. I want you guys to get it in your heads that it's not based upon what you do that God finds value in you. Jesus didn't come to die for you because you deserved it. He came to die for you simply because God loves you. Sit with that for a minute. Is that hard for you to hear? Like, if so, go to God in that. We talked about that last week. So if this is our new view of life, if, if our identity is solely in Christ and we know that we have freedom to do things, but we know that certain things may not be beneficial for us and we might miss the mark and they might it might be a sin and it might misdirect us or get us off course from where we hope to go, and then what do we do? Are we stuck in a thing where we're still just trying to do everything right on our own? No, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, as Paul said, and we can pray and ask for guidance anytime. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Think about that. How does that change the choices you make, the way you make choices? Um, so you have to ask yourself now, if that's the case, if you say, Jesus, I trust you and I know that, and you know the Holy Spirit lives in you, choices should be made in the light of who you view yourself, who you are. But they do not determine who you are. Right? So you can make mistakes, but they don't determine who you are. Christ's identity has set the floor, and it's the foundation, and nothing goes below that. Even if you make mistakes, you do not sink below that level of how Christ views you, of what God was willing to do to show you how much he loves you. So, if you're one in whom Christ dwells, that should guide all of your decisions. You will ask, Will this activity be beneficial to me? Will it show people God's kingdom? What does it communicate about who God is and this God that lives inside me, right? Or will you ask, will this activity enslave me? These are questions we get to ask now if we trust in Jesus. We are now led by the Spirit, which is actually the secret to holiness, not us doing all the right things, but being so led by the Spirit that that's what we choose to do. So understanding our true identity and acting from it is a much stronger motivator than guilt, which has been a big thing for um, the way people view church and the way some churches tell the gospel. We try and motivate people by guilt, but actually it's how God views you. He loves you. That, that foundation, again, is right where everything sits. And it's not about guilt. It's about how much he loves you. There was a, a quote in a book that Pastor Jim preached through before Easter, and it said, You were meant to house the fullness of God. Think about that for a second. You were meant to house the fullness of God. His Spirit lives inside you. He wants so much more for you than just your own cravings and desires at any given moment. So, to wrap this up, Romans 6, verse 14 says, Sin is no longer your master. If you feel like, I just can't beat this thing, pray this verse. Remember this. Make this part of your identity in Christ. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. So, let us go out and be people who are Jesus' lights to people in this world where we tell people the good news of who God is and that they have this foundation that maybe they don't have and they're living off of other lies or ideas or views of themselves when they don't know that they are beautifully and wonderfully made, that God created us to be with him, right? 
and that Jesus is willing to do all the work for us. We don't have to earn it. There's nothing we could do to earn it. And that that changes how we live our lives now. So let's go forth and do that. Love you guys.